Okay, today's daf is Baba Kama, daf Kuf Hey 105, and we are on Kuf Dalit, Amid Bays, towards the bottom, in the middle of a discussion about the Karen and the Chomers. If you remember, we're talking about the Mishnah that we had back on Daf Kuf Gimel, <coughs> which discussed the Chiyaf Hashava. That's what this topic is. How seriously do we take the Chiyaf Hashava? There is a mitzvah daraisa that we hopefully will never have the chance and able to do. We know a mitzvah doesn't mean that we want to do every mitzvah. It just means that in every situation in life, HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells us what to do. So, returning a stolen object is not one of those mitzvahs that we should be dreaming about. But, Baruch Hashem, over these couple of days we get to learn about the mitzvah. And that should be our fulfillment of this of this mitzvah. So the Mishnah said, as long as there is still a pruta's worth of karen left to return, so I have to go afilu lamadai, even to the other side of the world, to be able to uh, to return it to fulfill my chiyah. So, related to that, the Gemara has gone through the last couple of days different uh, related issues. What about, we had yesterday, what about a shliach? What do you mean a shliach? Of course a shliach should work. Shluch shalom kamoso. The answer is, as we said, certain areas might require a super shliach, like we discussed back on Daf the sugi of harsha'a, to be able to be tovea on behalf of someone else and not have the other person say, lav baldvarim didiat, a regular shliach might not be enough. Even if you have a strong view of shlichus, or maybe that's good for the machlokas. Whether you need a super shliach there or not, whether shlichus on kamosa is enough. That's what we discussed from the balamar back on daf ayin. And here, now we have been discussing, uh, what about the chomesh? The Chomesh. The Mishnah had said that if there is not a Prutah's uh, worth, even if there is a Prutah's worth of Chomesh left, still Chomesh is not something that you have to schlep uh, to Madai for. And the Mishnah has to tell us that you don't have to go to uh, Madai for it. So the Gemara's Medayik, that was right after the two dots on Kuv Dalat Amabes, the Gemara's Medayik, the fact that the Mishnah has to tell us that means that it must be Chomesh is in the category of a real Chiv Mamon. And therefore, let's say the Ghana, the Goslin dies, so then the Yarshim would have to pay for it. That's the, that's the impression that you get from our Mishnah. And also, the next line of the, the next part of the Mishnah, when you can be most of a Chomesh on a Chomesh, right? You can only swear and add on a Chomesh to something that is a real, uh, Chiv, a real Chiv. So it seems from our Mishnah that there is a Chiv of Chomesh, which is categorized as Mamon. The Brisa, the problem was the Brisa the Gemara brought, because the Brisa says that if somebody steals from their friend and then they die, Yarshim pay Karen Chomesh and Termina Asham. I'm sorry, that was all, we brought another, we brought another Brisa that fits in first. That there is a chiyuv, it is a chiyuv mamon, and the yarshim have to pay. Then the Gemara brought a brisa that seems to be on the other side. Brought a Torah's koanim from beginning of Vayikra. As we know, the end of Parsha's Vayikra is when this Parsha, this topic is discussed. Asham Gizelos. If somebody uh, swears and finally admits that they had somebody else's money in some form, so then they are chayav karen chomesh and asham. And the brisa right after the parentheses had said veraminu. Let's read it again. When do you not pay chomesh for gezel aviv if the father died when there was no shvua involved? But if there was something that shvua involved, how do you know you don't pay a chomesh for gezel aviv? You know it from asher gazel asher asak. So the Gemara said, Stira, our Mishnah and the Brises that we brought seem to say that Chomesh is called a of Mamon and the children will pay. It's not anything personal to the father. It's a real of Mamon. While this other Brises says, the Ferish not, that the children don't pay the Chomesh. So Rav Nachman gave an answer, which we are in the middle of discussing, Kan Shehoda, Kan Shalohoda. It depends if the father had admitted yet or not. 
if the father admitted and then Bezdin said you have to pay, so then it is a chomesh with a that turns into a chi of mamon, and therefore it goes to the children. But if not, shalohoda, then he wouldn't have to. If there was no admittance of the gazela, he doesn't have to pay. Says the Gemara now, ilohoda about twelve lines up. Karanami lo What do you mean if he didn't admit? Then, then who's paying? Then there's nothing to pay. Nobody's testifying that they owe anything. And if you want to say that the Taurus Kohanim, the Medrash, the Bryce that we just quoted, is talking about that, that can't be, for two reasons. Number one, the fact that the whole discussion is about Chomesh, Means Karen is Pashit, that you definitely pay the principal. The oh, and this is what we're up to now. The O Tanya, but also the next part of the Brisa. The next part of Torah's Kohanim doesn't talk about Chomesh, but talks about the Karen itself. The O Tanya. When does he pay Karen for the uh, Gzela that his father committed? When he or his father or and his father swore. They both swore falsely that they don't have property of this guy's, the other guy, the Nigzal, and then they admit. How do we know that he has to pay the carrot even if there is no Shua involved? The Torah lists off all of those to teach me that you still pay the Karen. And then he gives the ambiguous Lashon, Yesh Talmud. For all these, Yesh Talmud. What does that mean? The Yasef Ravuna Vakamalashmaitsa. Ravuna said this over. Oh Malay Rabba Bray. Rabba asks his father Ravuna, he says, Could you please tell me what the Pshad is? Yesh Talmud Kamamar. Did you say the words Yesh Talmud, which means there's a Pasik, there is a Limud. You have to pay that the son has to pay the Karen, even if there was Oshu involved, based on a Limud somewhere. Is that what you meant to say? It's based on a Drashus Chazal. Oh, Yesh Talmud Kamamar. Or it shall be paid. Yesh Talmud. If you say it quickly, it sounds like Yesh Talmud, which means he has to pay based on a Svara. Not based on a Pasik, but that's the Gemara's other side here. He should have to pay because it makes sense that his father stole something and it wasn't given back yet. Misvarahu Mishalim, says Rashi. Below me cry. That was what he asked. Rafuna, Amale, Yesh Talmud. And he has Kaamina. He answers, it's a Pasik. Umi Bruye Dekra Amri. And it's based on a Limud, an inclusion of the Pasik. And a Brisa. Question mark. So what's the Kasha? You see from this last section that the Karen, there's no Shiloh about the Karen. If you're short, the son's for sure paying the Karen. You learned it implicitly from the discussion of Chomesh and explicitly from this part of the Brisa that says Karen. So we're back to the, the question or the answer. We had a steer in Brises between the Mishnah and the Brisa, whether the children pay Chomesh or not. And from our Mishnah, it sounds like the sh- children should pay the Chomesh because Chomesh is considered Mamon. While the Brisa says that Chomesh is not paid by the children, Stira, Rav Nachman answered, Kancha Hode, Kancha Lo Hode. He doesn't pay the Chomesh when there was no Hoda. So if there was no Hoda, you shouldn't even pay the Karen. And we know Beferish, you do pay the Karen in the Brisa. So we're still back to that question. So let's just give an answer and then we'll uh, make another comment. Ella, Milo, Hoda. Okay, you're right. What did Rav Nachman mean by saying that the Brisa, which says your pata from the Chomesh, is Lo Hoda, Lo Hoda Aviv, Vahoda Bino. The father never admitted to the Gzela, but the son did. That's the case where you pay the Karen and not the Chomesh. 
asks the Gemara, well, why not pay the Chomesh also? If the son himself swore that there was nothing stolen in his property and then admitted, so what, that the father did the actual Maisek Zela, still the son swore, and isn't the Chi of Chomesh from the Shvua, the Gemara is assuming. Right, and not, you don't need from the actual Maisek Zela. Answers the Gemara, Amri Bishain Gzela Kayemes. The Gzela is not around. There is no Gzela. If there is no Gzela, so then there's no item. It's not called a Kfiras Mamon. In order to be Chayiv, the Karen Chomish Vashem, it's not just about swearing, it's about swearing about a stolen item that is in your Rishus. He was no longer in the Rishus. So the father never admitted to it. The son admitted to it, but at a time when it wasn't around anymore. And therefore, there's not going to be a Chiv of Chomesh because there is no Kfira on something that is Ba'en. Look at the third to last Rashi. B'She'en Gzela Kayemes. Delav Alei Ram Yelish It's not upon him to pay, as we're going to learn in the next parak. Hagozel Omachil's Banav P'turin Milashalem. If somebody steals, it's not, and, the, and then he's machel the children so that the, cho- the gezel is not ba'en anymore, he gives him a hamburger, he's put, the children are put from paying. Hilkach, ikafar kfiras dvarim ba'almahu, says Rashi. It's kfira of words. There's no ba'en. Ushvuas bituyhu deleka chomesh. It's a false oath. That's true. We know it's a false oath. But it's not a false oath that's going to be behind you a chomesh because that is only based on an item that belongs to someone else that is in your property. And if it's not in your property, so then that is stam a shvua's bitui, which means a shvua that's false of expression, which could either be a shvua sheker or a shvua shav. As is described in uh, the Rambam in Hilchah Shvuos, the four types of shvua, shvua sheker, shvua shav, lahaba, l'sha'avar, each one is a sheker, uh, the four types within that. Okay, but well, not going to chazer that right now. Period. Stop there for a moment. The Gemara's original question, the Rishonim wonder, uh, it, was it a Pasuk or was it a Limud? What difference does it make? Whether it was a Pasuk or a Limud. Yesh Talmud. Yesh Talmud or Yesh Talmud. What difference? Is it Din Daraisa? We learned earlier in this Masechta, one of the two places in Shas, where the Gemara says, what do you need a Pasuk for? Isn't it a Svara? Lamali Krasvarahu. Learns it from here. Babakama Memvav by Hamotza Mechavera Lavaraya. Ksubis Chavez about Pesha Asa Hu Pesha Hitir. The two places where it talks about that. So if it's based on the level of Daraisa, the Rishonim wonder, you know, is it just a question of what, what was the Misora? We want to know the Emes of the Misora, even though there is no Nafkamina, or there could be a Nafkamina, because a later Bezin might come along and make a different Drasha. And if they make a different Drasha, maybe it will be different. Logic, it's, it's, a, it's a double-edged sword. Is Svara easier to undermine or harder to undermine? The Ramam says, based on the Gemara, that every Bezin, the Bezin, could darshan the Torah as they see fit. By a Gzeira, maybe you can't undermine it. But by a Drasha Chaza, you can. What about Svara? What about if there's a din that one bezin says based on svara? Could the later bezin, is it easier to say, well, we think differently? Or do they have to be very hesitant to say if it's based on svara, then maybe our svara is mu'ukam. Right? That's, that, that's the chshash. If you remember, we discussed in the concept of ein onshin min hadin. Since kavachomer is based on a svara, maybe we have to be careful that maybe the svara is not perfect. Maybe the svara has a pircha. So that's an interesting question here asked, Svara versus Daraisa. It's on the level of Daraisa. But uh, the question is, Lamay Nafkamina between them, if they are both Daraisa. Is the Lashon of Yesh Talmud used frequently? No. Yesh Talmud is, is an un, uh, unusual Lashon. 
unusual lasha is used here, but the question, that's what it was said. So maybe that, you're saying that maybe that's noted to say that that's why it was Yishtalmu. Like, whereas not the Mars Maskana, it was Yishtalmud, that there was a Drashas Chazal. Remember, though, that we've said in the past that there are two types of Svaras. Remember the Pnei Yeshua's question in the beginning of the sixth Parakin Brachas. The Pnei Yeshua there asks, we know, we Paskin, that saying Brachas before we eat is a Mitzvah Durabanan. Brachas of Durabanan. Ask the Pnei Yeshua for one minute. The Maskana of that Gemara, the beginning of Kesem of Archim, is that Brachas are based on Svara. So, you have to be matir, you have to ask for a matir from Hashem. Before the bracha, the food belongs to Hashem. After the bracha, the food belongs to you. And that's based on svara. Ask the Bnei Yoshua, we know that svara is on the level of Daraisa. Right, so you didn't quote it, but this Gemara too. This Gemara, svara is on the level of Daraisa. So, what's, why don't we say that bracha is And the Bnei Yoshua says, I would say that in Chinami. Brachas should be daraisa, even though we hold to the principle of savi brachas lakula. You can still say it's daraisa because that's part of the din. Because you also have the the uh, downside of saying shem hashem levatala, saying bracha sheinatzricha. So you can still say brachas daraisa while holding savi brachas lahaka. But that's the chiddush of the pnei yeshua. But how do you answer that kasha? The note Yehuda deals with this. Uh, how do you answer the kasha of the Pnei Yeshua? It seems like a strong question. So, if you remember, the Minchas Asher in, Se- in the Sefer Antvarim says there are two different types of Svaras. And you can think about it logically. If you ask the non Jew on the street, does Pesha Asher or Pesha Hitter make sense? They would say yes. That's an intellectual Svara, a Svara of the brain. But then there are Svaras of the heart, there are uh, ethical, emotional Svaras. Making a bracha before we eat, is that pure logic? Of the mind? No. If you ask the average person on the street, does it make sense to make a bracha before we eat? It's a nice idea. Is it as logical as, you want this? Prove it. So It's not the same thing. So maybe the level of Daraisa are the purely legal, intellectual svaras. But when it comes to emotional svaras ha-lev, not just svaras ha-moach, so maybe that would be a difference. That can answer the Pnei Yeshua's kasha. Okay. So now we're back to the, let's go back to the Gemara. Where the Gemara... Where are we up to? We, we, we rehabilitated Rav Nachman's answer. The brysa that says that the children are not Chayef Chomesh is where the father never admitted. And the son also swore, but he's not Chayef Chomesh because the Gzela is no longer Ba'en. Right? The Mishnah is talking about a case where the father admitted, and that's why the Achiev is passed down to the son to pay the Chomesh. That's what's implicit in our Mishnah. So the Gemara says, wait a minute. The Gzela is not Ba'en, so that's why his Shvua is not going to be B'chayev HaMachomesh. One second, fourth to last line. If his father stole something, and then it got lost, so why does the son have to pay anything? Right, he's not Chayev, he didn't steal, and he took a Shvua, but the Shvua is not B'chayev him to pay somebody else's money. So answer, The father left property, though. The father left Karka. And as we know, Karka, if the father has a chiv to pay, and he yarshins, he's morish to his children, Karka, the children have to pay from that. So what that the father left Nechasim? What type of chiv is this? He, isn't this, the fact that he stole, doesn't this have the status of a milve alpeh? If it is a loan that is not recorded, if it's an obligation that's not recorded, then you don't pay from uh, even karka. Right? It's a milve alpeh. Even if he left karka for the children, he shouldn't have to pay. Not from Yarsha, not from Lakuchos. 
the next question and answer of the Gemara, Tosas has, we have in our Girsa, Rashi doesn't like the next question and answer. Rashi takes it out. We'll read it because we have it, but the next question and answer, note that the other Rishonim uh, defend, and Rashi takes out. Answers the Gemara, Amri Bish'amad Bedin. What's the case where it is considered a milve bishtar, not just a milve alpeh, where their father already had Hamadis Hadin before he died? Before he died, there was already Hamadis Hadin that he owes. Says the Gemara, if there was a mother that did and the father owed, so then again, we're back to the earlier question. The Chomish should transfer down. Rashi, for two reasons, doesn't like this question and answer. So he just skips to the next line because he says, what do you mean? The uh, Just for one look at the bottom of the Rashi. Lo Garcinan, he quotes the Gemara. Right, you have to give it back for the Kavad Aviyam. And we or say that you don't have to give it back, among other questions. Um, if the father didn't admit, how did he have Hamad Abedin yet? Okay. But either way, answers the Gemara. Amar of Yoshua. So again, we're trying to figure out why would the, the sons have to pay the Karen and not the Chomesh. And based on the Karka that they now have, because there are a number of, le- number of legal areas where Karka is excluded. We'll have a few of them in, in the next Masechta. Masechta is about But the Gemara at least here quotes one. We don't pay Chomesh for a denial of Karka. So the son, fine, even if it was Yarshin down from the father, if he only has Karka left, he's not going to be Chomesh based on that. One answer that finally works to answer why in the Brisa the, the children pay the Karen and not the Chomesh. Number one. Number two, the sec- and there's a big discussion on that, on that principle, which we're not going to have now. We're going to go to Rava. Rava Amar, second answer. Hachamayaskinan. This is the case why the children don't pay Chomesh. Kigon, Shaisa, Diskia, Shel Aviv, Mufkedes, Biadacherim. The item that was stolen was not in the children's possession when they took the Shvua. So they didn't take a false Shvua. It was in a package that was by a third party. Karen Mishalem de Ha'isa. The Karen they have to pay because the item exists. They have to give it back to the Nigzal. Chomesh lo Mishalem. The Chiyish Taveh Bekushtish They're not going to pay the Chomesh because when they swore, they swore truthfully. Taha lo Haveyada. They didn't know. They didn't know and they didn't know it was in somebody else's Rishus. So therefore, they don't pay. Good. The Tosas Rebbeinu Peretz here asks, what was the Havamina? to pay fully Karen and Chomesh for what the father did exactly. Even going back to the original question the Gemara asked. We're trying to create a team effort. So just, uh, he has an important formulation. He says, V'im Tomar, Amai Aviv. The father stole. The child swore. So, is there a Havamina to say that the child's going to pay purely because of his Shvua? No. It has to do with the money. So if it's the money and the father stole... So how are we putting together exactly the father's Maisa Gzela and the son's Shvua? How exactly is that working? And the Gemara has to come along and tell us, Kamash Malan, based on Sukkim, Yesh Talmud, that it is not true. Says the Gemara, Pshita Delo Mishalem, Ilo Lishna Deinishban Alakarkos, Ilo Idach Lishna, that Kushta Ishtave, says the Tosos Rabbeinu Peretz, V'yesh Lomar, to become Akkomitzrich. You still, it's still a Chiddush. Why? Beautiful Lashon. Ooh. Halachic principle from Ezekah's Kedushin and elsewhere. The son steps into the shoes of the father. 
so they could team up in this Avera world. The father's gazela and the son Shvua could team up. Bra kara da'avua. And therefore, he swore, the father swore, it could all team up together. That's why you need the Pasuk. Is the Pasuk rejecting that principle? No. The Pasuk is saying that that principle doesn't apply here. We know that principle applies elsewhere. It applies by Evid Ivri. And Evid Ivri is Yarshans. Right and uh, a few other contexts where we use the principle of brakara davuha. The son doesn't just yarshin the parent, the father, but he steps into the shoes of the father. That might be a difference between other cases of Yerusha and Yerusha Saben. If a brother yarshins, if an uncle yarshins, if others yarshin, that's Yerusha. But what is Yerusha? How is it normally uh, understood? The nechasim, the property, goes from the morish to the yoresh. Brakara Davua is a different type of principle. Even when a son yarshins, it might not be because the property transfers, but because the person is elevated. The person goes into the shoes of the Moorish, and Mamela, he gets the property. Not because the Nechazim moved, but because he moved. And there could be Nafkaminas uh, between the Yerusha Saben and Yerusha of of others. Or you might be Mechalik elsewhere. You might say, all Yerushas work that way, except for... Yerusha's Habal. And you can draw the line in different places. Yerusha's Habal, the husband yarshitting the wife, is the only one that's not because of a blood relative. Yerusha's Habal. So maybe that's where to draw the line. The difference between Yerusha's Habal and all other, all other Yerushas, you know, somehow the Yorish goes into the shoes of the Morish. Yerusha's Habal, that can't be. Right? Because that's different. Yerusha's Habal, that's the only one that's a Shiloh, if it's Daraiser, Durabanan. So uh, that's another place, another discussion interesting to have. Okay, let's continue. Says the Gemara, Chutz mipachas shavapruta bekeren v'chulu. So the Mishnah said that if I have less than a pruta's worth of keren, I do not have to go to Madai. Let's say I stole a pencil, and the pencil is now worth half a pruta. It was always worth a half a pruta. Uh, and let's say I stole 100 pencils, and they were each worth half a pruta's, but I returned most of them. I have, I have a half a pruta left. Whatever it is, says the Mishnah, you don't have to worry about that. Because that's that's so uh, minuscule that you don't have to worry about that. And therefore what? As we explain the Mishnah. Therefore, you don't have to return it and you can still bring your carbon. You can still bring your carbon without having to return it. Even though we're going to learn later on, you have to return the Karen and the Chomish before, or at least the Karen before the carbon. But here, don't worry about it. Because it's Pachas Bishav Pruta. Says Rav Papa, a limitation. Amar Rav Papa, Loshanu, when do we say that you could stay home? Elishing Zela Kayemes. If the gzela is not around anymore, it was only worth a half a pruta. So that's it. It's not going to appreciate now. The chiyav of half a pruta is fixed. But if you still have the item that is now worth less than a pruta, you still have to go and schlep to madai. Why? Maybe it's going to appreciate, and then it's going to be worth a pruta, and you'll have brought your carbon before doing the chiyav hashavas pruta. We have to be worried about that. That's why, that's the first day. Or the opposite. It doesn't matter whether the Gzela is Kayim or not. You don't have to go. You don't have to worry about Shemetiyakar in the future. So this language sounds like, it's not the exact same case, but it sounds like a Gemara in Meseches Kiddushin. And the Ran in Kiddushin relates it to that Gemara. This Gemara has two Deyas. We Paskin like the second Deya. So let's focus on that. 
that you don't have to be worried. To Shema Tiaker. How does that fit with the Gemara in the first paragraph of Kiddushin? If a man gives a woman something that is not worth a pruta here, well, you have to be worried. Why? Chayshudin Shema Shema Pruta Bimadai. Right? Say Madai comes up again. So, one second. You have to be Choshesh. It's worth a pruta in somewhere else, but you don't have to be worried. It's worth a pruta in the future. Is that okay? Does that work? It's not explicitly a contradiction, but the Ron there in Mesechus Kedushin on Davav Amad Aleph and the Daf Rif discusses this comparison in Achinami. What happens if you know for sure? That's a question of the Rishonim. What if you know for sure it's worth it's worth a pruta in Madai? What if you know for sure is that going to change anything? So the Ron says no. He says uh, he has two days about it. I'm sorry. The first day it says no. He quotes uh, a concept from elsewhere. Ein l'mamon ela makamo v'shaito da filu yadina the shava pruta b'madai loa v'kedusha gemurin kibat da hachalo shava right because here it's not worth and then he relates that to our gemara. That's why he says our gemara says you don't have to be worried about the future because even if it goes up in the future right now is your chiv ein l'mamon ela shaito and therefore don't worry about it. And that day fits in beautifully to our Gemara. He brings our Gemara as a Raya to say that even if it's Vadesh of Madai, if he doesn't get married in Madai, the Kiddushin is Adchal. But then the answer that he likes is the second answer. It's Kiddushin to Araisa. Kibachin is Ratsa Bohen. The Shavin Pruta Beezemakom. Ilu Yadu Edim Shadarko Lassis Pruta Bosodabar Havlikilu Amrala Didi Shavali. So if that's the case, it's got to, you got to work a little harder to fit into our Gemara. If you know for sure, what if you know for sure price is going to go up? Does that make a difference? If you have insider information, that price, does that make a difference in terms of you are not having to go to return this item that is Pachat Bishara Pruta? That is a that is a question. This also relates to a again. I don't think we've discussed touched on this in the past. We should have, but we have to do it at some time. Uh, we know there's a chiyav hashava, the hejav hazeilah When I return money instead of the item, do I also fulfill the mitzvah of the hejav hazeilah, or do I have to actually return the item? If the item's not around, I have to. I owe him, but is that the mitzvah daraisa? So the Rambam says in the beginning of hilchas hazeilah, if we focus on his words, parak aleph halacha aleph, the Rambam says. There's no lav, there's no mal, because why? Because it's nita glase. It's nita glase, can be fixed by the asayshim, gazal, chayev lahachsir, shene'emar, v'heshevah zekzeel asher gazal, zu mitzvahs asay. That's the Rambam. You read that lashon, it sounds like you return the item. And then he adds, v'yafilu saraf hagzeela, eno loke, shaharehu chayev l'shalem dameha, he says, if you return the item, it's lava nita glase. But you still have to return the others, therefore it's omakos because it's lava nita litashlumin. So if you're medayik in the Rabbah, it sounds pretty clear that there is no mitzvah asay fulfilled if I return money, the monetary value, and not the item. If you look in the Russian, Baba Metziah, in the second parak, he seems to say, Differently, he seems to say even Hashav is damim in base test that it is ta- it is that is also lava nita glase, not just lava nita litashlumin, right? Lava nita glase also. We like to mention the sugis that overlap, like we mentioned a few times. You know, garmi daragalamam and hezek shino nikar, but lava nita glase also 
is an overlap, and that is there are three sugyas, at least, but three that we'll mention, where averis and mitzvahs overlap. And the question is how to relate to them. One is lav hanitaglase. One is mitzvah habab avera. One is ase dochelosase. Those three have to be seen together. One of them is where you're... It's an Avera, which you have to fix. One of them is an Avera that you shouldn't do the mitzvah. You shouldn't do the Avera in the first place. Mitzvah, Baba, Avera. And one of them is, do the mitzvah. Do the mitzvah, even though there's an Avera. It's three different contexts. But three about where Averas and mitzvahs uh, come together. Okay, Vaiter. Omar Rava. Other related issues of Chiv Hashava with less than a pruta. Gazal, Shalash, Agudos, Bishalash, Prutos. Somebody stole three bundles, each worth a pruta. And now the bundles went down in value. The three bundles are worth two prutas altogether. Im, Hechser, Loshtayim, he returns two of them. He, he has one bundle left, but it's worth less than a pruta. He still have to return it. Why? Because it was worth a pruta at the time of the Gzela. You still have a chiyav hashava to return it. V'tanatuna. We also learned later on. Uh, I'm sorry, earlier the Mishnah. God's lachamis varavalav pesach. Somebody steals chametz, and then it becomes asur. Omerlo haresha chalvanecha. You could give it back. Haresha chalvanecha. It would have become asur to you too. Taima diisa beine. This is only you can only give it back if it's there. Halesa beine. If it's not there, afal gav da Even though. It's not halachically mama, let's say it got lost. Even though objectively it's not worth anything today, kiva de meikara mamona hu, boy shlume. Since originally when he stole it, it had the status of mamon, so he has to pay for it. There's a chiva shava of money at least now. So achanami, so do here, that's a raya to rava. Avagav da hashalo shava pruta, even though it's not worth the pruta now, similar to the chametz, even though now it's not worth the pruta, kiva de meikara havishava pruta, boy shlume. So, raya to rava. What about this case though? That's what Rava said, but this is Rava's question. Boy, Rava. There is, by the way, I forgot to mention, there is a machlokes rishonim earlier in the case of it's not worth the fruit and then it goes up in value. If it goes up in value later, is my carbon nifsala mafreya? And then mamela, I have to bring a new carbon because you can't bring the carbon before you pay. So now I don't have to pay. And I'm not choshesh. So do I have to bring another carbon? Is it nifsala mafreya? That's a machlokes between the rashba and the rush. Whether it uh, you say that lema freya one has to bring one has to bring another carbo, which is a uh, a crucial discussion. Okay, boy Rava Viter though now gozal shte agudas bepruta What if I stole something that altogether is worth a pruta? I stole two bundles of some vegetables and it's worth a pruta. I stole a pruta worth of prop, a property. I returned one of them. I return one of the agudos. So mahu, what is the halacha now? Mi amrin on hashdalek agzela. Do I say well, lamaisa, you have you don't have a this worth of, of property in your rishus like agzela? Odilma halo hadar gzela davigabei. Or do we say no? Well, you didn't do ashava. Do you focus on the result of what you have left? Do you focus on the Maisa Shava? Hadar Pashta, gzela einkan ashava einkan. Rabbi had the question and then answered. Well, there's no gzela here. And there's no Ashava. Says the Gemara, Yigzela ain't kan Ashava, yeshkan. What do you mean? If there's no Gzela left, don't we say that you did do a Hashava? So where's the no Hachika Amar? Afal Pisha Gzela ain't kan, Mitzvah's Hashava ain't kan. No, it's both are true. You don't have any Gzela with you anymore, but you still did not do a Chiyav Hashava. You could say both. One is not a function of the other. It's possible the Gemara didn't, the Havamina thought that they go together. 
if you don't have Gzela anymore, it must be that you did a you did a, you filled a Hashava. The Gemara's Baskan is no, it's possible not to have any Gzela left, but also not to have fulfilled the Chiyav Hashava, and two days in the rush here, would Bezdin be Kofa on what he has left in his property, right? Because you're saying there's no Gzela left, but he still hasn't fulfilled Hashava. So what does Bezdin focus on? Good. Viyamarava. Now we have two other similar contexts. Hare Amru, what do you mean similar context? Do you focus on what was done or what was left? That's the question. Hare Amru, Nazar Shagilach, we know there's a mitzvah ase daraisa for a Nazar to shave his entire head. Right? Two diff, two, uh, the, the Mitzvah also has a, he had to do that twice. But a Nazar has a Tiglachas Mitzvah, Nazir is a Mitzvah. So Nazar Shagilach, Vashir, Shte Cyrus, what happens? He shaved his entire head, but he left two hairs. Lo Asavalaklum, it's as if he didn't shave anything. He didn't shave his head. He had two hairs left. Boy, Rava, Gilach, Achas, Venasha, Achas, Maha. What if he has two left, and then he shaved one, and the other one fell out? So what do you say there? So, Amalei, Ravachem, he dipped to the Ravina. Nozer, Shagilach, Achas, Achas, can we buy the Rava? Ravachem says, one second. Is Rava really bothered by this? I don't think so, because whenever you get a haircut, you do it one by one, or it, it's not literally one by one, but really, it's little by little. So if you have two left and then you shave one of them, why shouldn't that be considered just as a hemshich of the previous haircut? So there's only one left. So of course it works. So Amrla, you're right. That's not Rav's question. It's the opposite. There were two left and then one fell out and then the last one he shaved. So me, Amrina, do you say hashta miyas halakoshir? Well, Lamaisa, he's gotten a haircut because. There's no shear left. And what will be an afgamina? You might have to wait for the hair to grow back and then shave it, possibly, before he brings his carbonus. Either way, me, Amrina, and Hashta, Miyahaleka, Shear, do we say, well, Lamaisa, there's no shear, there's no hair left. So he's okay. O Dilma, Halav Giluachu. What do we say? No, he didn't do a proper haircut. Demeikara, Hashir, Shte Cyrus. Because originally, he left two. And he left two, and he didn't do a haircut of the two left. So therefore, it's a problem. And, the, and, the, and the, again, the Akronim explained the same Chakira. Do you focus on what's left? Do you focus on the act that was done? And does the act done affect what's left? So Hadar Pashta, after he, Rava had the Shailah, after um, he asked it, Hadar Pashta, Seher Enkan, Giluach Enkan. Well, there's no hair uh, left. Giluach Enkan. Says the Gemara, Seher Enkan, Giluach Yeshkan. What do you mean? If there's no hair left, doesn't that mean that there was a mitzvah of Giluach? Chachi Kamar, no. Even though there's no hair left, he did not do the mitzvah. He did not do the mitzvah of Giluach, and therefore it is a problem. And therefore what? Tosis. Mitzvah's Giluach Enkan, Uma'akev, Milishtoz Yayin, Umilatamilamesim, Kielu lo Gilach. He cannot drink wine, he cannot be Matame Mesim, as if he didn't get a haircut. Klomar, Kemanta Amra, Giluach Ma'akev. The Achar, Yishtayayin, Anazar Yayin, Achar Kulam. You have to fulfill all the mitzvahs. And this, this, he's stuck. He's stuck. Inami, Linya Mitzvah Kamar. Or it's just saying, regarding the mitzvah that you fulfilled. The Lokim, Mitzvah Giluach, Valiba de Kuli Alma. So Mitzvah Giluach Enkar might mean, and therefore, Allahically, he's stuck, or he didn't fulfill the mitzvah, if he wanted to keep track of his mitzvahs. Two days. Fine. Third context. We are Rava. Third context. Hari Amru. Chavish and Nikba Vesatmur Shmarim. Hitziluha. Two floors of a house. There's a hole in the ceiling of the up of the uh, bottom floor. Tumma could go through the ceiling. 
So what do you do? I put a barrel stuffed into that spot, that hole, to prevent Tumah from going from downstairs to upstairs. But what if the barrel got a hole in it and I closed it up? I sealed it. Fine. Hitzilua. So now the barrel is considered totally closed and Tumah is prevented from going through. Boy Rava, Agav Yamahu. What happens if there's a hole? I close up half of the hole. So now it's too small for Tumah to go through. So, what's the halacha? So, Amalir of Yemer Larabashi. Lav Mishnah Seidu Izu, it's a Mishnah. It's not the Mishnah tells us in Mesechas Kalim, Chavesh and Nikva Vesatu Shmari Mitziluha. That's this Mishnah. If, a bar- if you close up the barrel, it works. Pakaka Bismora. What if you didn't stuff it up properly, perfectly? You just pushed in a bunch of vines, a bunch of branches you put in. Ajimareach. That's not good enough until you, in between the vines, or you, you also put like plaster. Yimareach. There's two vines. You have to fill in the open spaces with plaster. So The only reason that this prevents Tumah from going through is because you closed it up with plaster. But if you didn't, then it wouldn't prevent Tumah from going through. But wait a minute. The branches at least cover half the area. Why shouldn't this be related to the question we asked? If you did half, is that good enough? The Mishnah says, Beferish is not good enough. Once the hole is created, you have to close up the whole hole. Even if only, if you only had half the hole to begin with, it might be okay. So Amri says the Gemara, no, 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 that's not a Raya. Hachi hashta. Hasab ilo marach lokoi. By the branches, it's not, a, it's not an issue of there's space left, but that the whole thing's going to fall down if you don't plaster it. Agaf chetzia b'midi dekoi koi. Right, what he did, he did, and therefore it should be uh, the shy that you can't compare, and we end up with a question. We don't answer the question, but don't compare it to the case of the of the Mishnah. Period. V'yama Rava, Rava. Next question. All again related to hashava. What's left? We just went to other contexts, but now we get back to Gzela. As we said earlier, still chametz, you could say Arish Chavanecha, you give it back. Boy, Rava, Rava asks a question about that. Nishba Allah Mahu. What if he swears about it? Meaning, as we have been talking about, the concept of Asham Gazelos is where someone swears about somebody else's property that they have in their Rishus. What if the property is not worth anything now? That's the next question. What if it's not worth anything? That is a Dabar HaGorm Lamamon, as we discussed earlier, but is that good enough for Kfiras of, of a Kfira of a Mamon? Kfiras Mamon of someone else, which is what you need for the carbon. So, Mao, Mi Amrin Andu, we say, Kiv Andi'i Mignav Boy since it is potential money, Mamonika Kafralai. That's good enough. Potential money is good enough if you deny potential money, so then that's good enough of a kvira. Even though the thing is sitting in my house. It's sitting in my house, right? It's just not worth anything. But it's potential money. How's it potential money? If it's stolen, I have to pay for it. So, Odil Mahashamias Hamanach. What does he know? Here it's sitting. It's like dirt. And there's no kvira's mamon. You don't look at potential money. A denial of potential money is not called a denial of money, and therefore you would not be high of a carbon. That's the question of Rava. Milsa di Bailela Rava, Pshita Lela Rabba. Rabba says no. It's clear. Kfira potential money. 
Where is the Kvir as follows? To Amar Rabbah, so now we are going to a different type of potential money. Earlier we just spoke about Chamech Avralava Pesach. That's one potential money. Now we're going to go to other potential money. The item is here. If something happens to it, I will be Chayef. To Amar Rabbah, Show Reganafta. Ruvain says, You stole my ox. No, I didn't. So why do you have my ox? Well, I'm a Shomerchina. I have your ox because I'm a Shomer. And there, and then he swears about it, and then he's Moda. So what's the halacha? Chayiv, he is Chayiv a carbon in that case. Why? Because there is a potential Chayiv. If after he said I'm a Shomerchinam, it would be stolen, he would be Pater. So, Beferish, you see, there's a chiv of the carbon on denying potential mammon. But we have three examples of that. That's by Shomachina. Shomer Sacher on Yalav Chayev. If he says, I'm a Shomer Sacher on it, and then he swears about it, and then he denies and admits to it. So again, Chayev, Shrey Pater Asmomi Shirav Amesa, because the Shomer Sacher is Pater on Onsen. Shoel on Yalav Chayev. Even if he says, I'm a Shoel, there's still a potential denial that he is creating. Shrey Pater Asmomi Mesa Machmas Malacha. As we know, even a shawl is going to be pater if the animal dies during work. So what do you see from these three examples? Alma, afogav da hakayim, even though the item is here, kivan de imignav mamona kakafar, since if it was stolen, then he's denying potential money that he'll have to pay. So hashtanami mamona kakafar. So so too, so therefore, because if it would be stolen, it would be potential money that he'd have to pay, so it's considered money right now that he's denying. So hachanami. So to by Rav's question, even though it's chametz and it's like dirt now, since if it would be stolen, he'd have to pay full. So too, it is considered mamon. So again, you could have been mechalek between different types of potential money. The Gemara is not right now. Right, there might be a difference between chametz shavar alav pesach, which might be stolen, or a regular ox. It's a good ox that's worth something in my rishus. If it would be stolen, I would be putter, and then my denial would be meaningful. So that is you might be mechalik, but the gemara is not mechalik as of now. Either way, that's what Gemara says. You're chayav a carbon for a denial of potential money. Yosef Rava v'kamar lo Rava says this over. And or Rabbah, because that's what we're saying. Rabbah was the one that said this. Ace Rav Amram the or the Rabbah Vikicheshba Abrais, and it seems to be against this. Vikicheshba, right? This is in Vayikra Parakei in our context. He denies it. Prat Lamoda Beikar. You do not are not chayav a carbon if you admit to the Iker. What does that mean? Ketzad Shori Ganafta Vuomer Loganafti Mativu Eslacha. So why do you have it? You sold it to me. You gave it to me. Your father gave it to me. He ran after my ox and he came by himself. I found him wandering in the in the in the field. Right, beferish abraisa against what Rabbi said before. You might be think you're chayv in all these cases where he admits that it used to be the other person's or even it still belongs to the other person now. Question mark. So you have a price here, but favorish against what Rabbi just said. Right? If somebody admits that he's just a shomer but it belongs to the other guy, that is not 
a kfiras mamon that would be mechayev a carbon. Says the Gemara, Amalei Tadura. He says in Tadura, what's Tadura? Rashi says, Ain Lev. Not such a positive name. He says, Tadura. There's a big difference, Rabbah says. Kitanya hahid takamer lehelech. What that brisa that your putter is when he said, not only does he say, he's moda be'ikar, you sold it, you this, you that, but then he said, here it is. He says, take it. I'm not talking about that case. I'm talking about the case where it's a kaimah ba'agam. The, uh, the animal's not here somewhere. That's where you're going to be chayef, uh for kfiras mamon. But the brisa that says putter is helach. What's the case of helach in all these cases? Right? You sold it to me, so what do you mean he's giving it back? Why is he giving it back? So let's go through each of these cases. How do you have a case of Halach in each of these cases of the Brisa? Atamachartoli. Mamode Beikarika. You sold it to me, what do you mean he's Mode? So Lotricha de Amarle Lonasati Lukadame. I bought it, but I never paid for it yet. Shkil Tarchavazil, just take your ox. Take your ox back. You sold it to me. Meaning that's going back on the sale. Is that undermining the sale? Or just selling it back, so to speak? Right, that's a question. When we sell our chametz to the goy, the goy pays a the beginning of his payment, and then after the week we go back and we say, "You want to finish up?" He's like, "No, no, no, I don't want to pay the rest. Let let me buy let buy it back from me." That's not undermining of the sale because then we would all violated by Rabbi Yimatze. That means okay, let's sell it back. So here too, he did mashicha. The kinyan was done. Mashicha is cornered by metalzlin, and now he is selling it back. Okay, next. So you, your father, you gave it to me. So how do you have a case of halach? He gave it to me basically on condition that I do you or him a favor. And I really haven't been so nice to you. Okay, another case where he gives back the matana. He, I found it wandering. Let him say that, what do you mean? You have to give it back to me. You have to, you found it, it's mine, give it back. Omar Avua de Shmuel, Beomer, Shvua Aved, Shvua, Aveda Matsasi, Falohaisi Odea, Shishalcha, Shachzimanalcha. I didn't know it was yours. So he denied it, but now he's ready to give it back. Because he didn't know that it was his. So, we salvage Rabbah, right? There's a difference between, there is, Kfiras Mamon, for the carbon Shvua. Right, Ashab Gezelos is even a denial of potential money, but if it's potential money that you're ready to give back right now, so then that's nothing, uh, nothing to talk about. That's Halach, and therefore you are Pater. Tanya. Good, let's start the next sugya, and then we will, uh, continue. Tanya. Amr ben Azai. There are three Shuas. What do you mean three Shuas? Three Shuas, Rashi says, Be'edus Aveda. There are three oaths possible by someone who found an Aveya. Aveda, that the person, the, the owner, is mashbia the aid, if he saw it. And these are three shvuas. Hikir ba What if he recognized the animal? Velo bimotza. Right, Rashi. Hikir ba ha ha'aveda. Sha'amar. Shara osam aleches bershazacheres. Oh, I saw your animal walking around. Ve'eno yodea mihu. I saw an animal, I didn't know it was yours. But I saw the animal. So that's Hikir Babalabamotza. He recognized him and not the Motza. Bimotza Baloba. Or he admits that he recognized the one who found it. Oh, I know who found it, but not Ba. Meaning, Rashi, Motza Baloba, Vahayelo Lomar, Ish Ploni, Matza Aveda, Eni Odim, Shalchahu. I saw somebody find something I didn't know whose it was, what it was. Loba Baloba Motza. 
or I didn't know either. Says the Gemara, So then he's, that's true. What do you mean? He doesn't know anything. Ema, the opposite. Ba ubimotza. Those are three shvuas, but it's still very unclear, as we didn't explain it yet. Lamaynaf gemina. What do you mean these are three shvuas within the world of, of Edus? Lamay hilchasa, Rav Ami Omar Rabbi Chanino liftor, Ushmuel Omar lechiv. Machlokas, whether these are shvuas liftor, meaning the Ed is going to be patr with these shvuas, or lechiv, as we will see in the coming Abraisa. Let's stop here by Oplukta. But Hashem, we will continue. But Hashem with Kuvav, with other important issues coming up as the um, as we continue here in the ninth parrot. Okay, we'll stop here.